What's up, everybody? This is Full Draw Friday, episode number seven. Apologize for not getting one out last week, and then for this one being late as well. Last week was pretty crazy. Um, if you guys listened to the regular episode number 55, you heard all about that. And then with yesterday being Thanksgiving, we, I didn't get in here and get this recorded last night. So hope everybody did have a good Thanksgiving. But tonight, getting in here and getting this Full Draw Friday number seven done. So uh, let's get into some last phase of the rut talk. Okay, so no episode number seven of Full Draw Friday. Like I said in the intro, I'm going to talk about some... This will probably be a pretty quick one, uh, even quicker than normal. Just going to hit on some strategies for the last phase of the rut, which is what we're going into now. Post-lockdown... Um, Start to that phase around this Thanksgiving week and then into like the 1st of December. Kind of what we're looking at with this. So that's where we're at, um, at least where we're at in the Midwest. That's kind of what's going on. We're in that last phase. The does, we're on the backside of the peak estrus cycle now, or the bell curve, I guess, of does that are, are in estrus. We've been to the peak and now we're on our way back down uh, towards the end of it. So less and less does are in estrus. The rut's not quite as uh, kicking as hard as it was, I guess is a way to put it. But there are still some does that are going to be in, and that's one of the strategies we'll talk about. But first, the the first thing I wanted to hit on is food. Whereas during the heat of the rut and the you know that seeking phase, and then even during the lockdown phase, the food wasn't as important as it is at other times of year, including this one. Now that they're coming off of the peak breeding period. Those deer are going to be trying to regain their energy and some of the weight that they lost during the rut for the winter. So not only are they going to be hitting food hard here in another, you know, couple weeks or so, they're going to be starting on it now because they got to pack on that weight for the harsh winter uh, weather that we're going to get, you know, December, January, February. They're going to get a head start on getting some fat put back on. So if you've got good food, now's a good time to go check it. Um, that's not to say there aren't certain places where you can't, sit in some of those traditional rut stands like a funnel or between bedding areas and still have some success but uh, it's really limited going to be more limited now to the the early hours and late hours of the day again the movement is so they're wore out they're tired from the rut they're not going to want to move that far necessarily we'll get into some situations where they might but in general they've been tore, uh, worn down from all the rut and activity they're going to be wanting to refuel Get back in there on those food sources, and they're not going to be wanting to move very far, uh, especially in the daytime. So the first couple hours, the last couple hours, again, are going to be pretty big to key in on around food sources. So if you do have, like, a, a brassica plot of beans that are still standing, corn, any of that stuff, especially if we get a, a good cold snap again, which I think is supposed to warm up a little bit, but it is supposed to be down in the 30s this weekend. So those are going to be places where you can find the deer, and then especially the does even. And that's where... I'm going to kind of switch gears on the from the food is, and I guess it kind of goes hand in hand because you are going to find the does on the food. You're still going to have some does that are in estrus, and that's where you might get lucky and find a big buck that's still moving at odd hours of the day or he's moving farther than he would normally. 
if he's found that that last one of those last few hot does, he might be following her, um, and you might find her on that food source. Um, another way to find her is going to be keeping an eye on your cameras. That's a big thing for me this time of year is letting your cameras do a lot of the work so you don't have to put in as many hours in the stand as you would have over the last couple of weeks. So you can kind of keep an eye on those cam- cameras, monitor what's going on, especially the sale cameras are really handy for that. If you see that there's been a lot of a spike in activity and looks like some does are follow some bucks are following some does, get in there because you've probably got one of those last few uh, estrus does in your area and that's going to bring a lot of bucks by and potentially a mature one potentially your your target buck or a shooter for you so that can be something as well not just uh, sitting on the food and monitoring that way i think the trail cameras are huge this time of year just because you can they can help you find that last hot doe maybe and then you're going to get into some action that looks more like it did uh or would have in the second week of november as opposed to now the third fourth week of november that's still a, a possibility for sure. Not that it's going on as much now. Like I said, they're getting pretty worn down at this point, and your buck-to-doe ratio is going to have a lot to do with that. So if you have way more does than you do bucks, you're going to see more of a prolonged rut uh, because there are just more does that are in and haven't been bred yet. So those duck bu- uh, bucks are going to run around, and it's going to wear them out even more. But um, – you're going to see a prolonged, maybe prolonged rutting activity, which is not necessarily a good thing. Uh, those bucks are going to be pretty deprived nutritionally. Their antler growth isn't going to peak where it would if they weren't wearing themselves out so much. They're they're dragging out the really stressful time for them, the breeding period, um, a lot longer than it should be. Where as opposed to where if you have a good buck to doe ratio, then it's going to be. It's going to be a lot more intense rutting activity for a shorter window of time, which can be perfect for not only for hunting and, and getting on that big buck because you know kind of it's going to be a similar window every year where you can get him when he's going to be on his feet and when all the bucks are going to be on their feet looking for those does because they got to compete with each other, uh, get out there early and find them before another buck does. But it's also going to help that buck not wear himself down as much, so he's going to have more nutritional value, uh, left over he's not going to have to hit the food as hard as he would uh, and be as stressed out uh, and then he's going to see that benefit you're going to see that benefit in that deer next year when he grows his next set of antlers because he's not making up for lost time as far as that goes he's not all the like we talked about before any antler growth extra antler growth comes from excess in uh, nutrition so if he's not making it to that excess point because he's worn himself out because he's drug out during this long breeding period, he's not going to grow any extra antler, uh, as opposed to the flip side of that, where you got that short, intense period of rutting activity, and then they go back to kind of their normal, everyday stuff of feeding, then they're going to hit that excess point, and they're not going to be stressed out during the winter, and they're going to grow a bigger set of antlers next year, the body weight's going to go up as well, you're just going to see bigger bucks overall, so that's one thing to keep in mind with your buck-to-doe ratio, and what you're seeing this time of year, um, and that'll have a lot of effect on it, if your buck-to-doe ratio is not where it should be, then some of this stuff that we talk about a lot is not going to resonate because it's not going to be what you're seeing. So just keep that in mind. In late season can be a good time to get on some does and take some out of the herd if you need to. Obviously, they've been bred, so you know if, if you've got a decent buck that has bred that doe, you're potentially uh, taking that away. But it, like I said, if your buck-to-doe ratio is out of whack anyway, it's worth it to bring that back into where it needs to be so 
that's something to keep in mind as well. If you're not seeing some of this stuff that I'm talking about, that could be, that's a potential reason why. But that's, uh, back to the camera thing, that's where I think uh, they really come in is finding those does that are left that haven't been bred yet. So uh, you can maybe get on that buck when he finds that doe. And, and it's going to be one of those deals where, kind of like it was at the beginning of the rut, you're going to see uh, peaking activity on that camera, does coming through, and then bucks coming through shortly thereafter them. You know, and, and that can go on for 10, 12, 15, even 24 hours. So if, if you're getting those pictures real time, especially, that's really going to help uh, increase your chances. Another reason the cameras are going to be important is you might get a regular uh, on a food source. So you might get that mature buck coming out on almost like a early season pattern hitting that food. If he's done with the, the rut and he's done with the, their breeding for the most part and he's going back to that feeding, uh, that feeding mode, you might get him pretty regular on your trail camera. So if you've got it over the food source, um, and that's something to note too, Probably a good time if you can get in there and do it without messing too much up and leaving too much, uh, intruding too much. You can move your cameras back to food sources now and be a pretty good indicator of what you not only still have left, um, but what deer are in your area maybe moved in because you have the food. And then again, maybe catch one on a pattern, somewhat of a pattern, and, and be able to go in there and kill them that way. So maybe move those cameras off the scrapes now back to food sources uh between food and bedding rather than between two bedding areas. Uh, if you can get it between the food and bedding, that's going to be a good place as well. And same way, keying back in on those stands. You know, we're not looking at the funnels as much now, not looking at the between the bedding area stands as much. Going back to your food plots, the, if there's any winter wheat fields that they're hitting pretty hard, getting in between those and a bedding area, uh, between that destination food source and their bedding area, that's going to be where you're going to find them most likely during the day because they're just not going to be moving as far and they're not going to be cruising as much. You might catch one cruising this time of year still. It does happen, but your more likely chance is going to be uh, back to kind of focusing more on the food stuff and uh, watching those cameras. So those are some things that I'm going to be doing here coming up. Some of my stands set up well for both phases, uh, really all three phases of the rut, which is good too. So if you have a stand like that that just tends to be good all year, no matter what phase you're in, then absolutely still go in on those things. We're not getting to desperation time yet. We still got a lot of season, a month and a half, and especially if you do have the food, late season can be really good as well because this is what I'm talking about right now is just going to be amplified. You're going to pull a lot of extra deer in. Dusty talked about on the episode that he was on of the, the podcast, I believe it was episode 53, where they'll pull in 40, 50 new deer just because they have the food in the late season. So, again, it's not time to get desperate and mess everything up. If you still have your, if your shooter's still around, he didn't get shot, like if you're in Illinois or Missouri, didn't get shot during the gun season, or I guess Kentucky, I'm not sure when their gun season falls, but if your state's already had the firearm season and your, and your buck made it through, uh, no reason to push him off now. He obviously is feeling comfortable around in there. Maybe maybe you got new deer pushed onto you from the firearm season. Or maybe, again, you just pulled them in because you have the food. That's going to be uh, a benefit to have that into the late season if you just can't get on him right now. So no reason to go in there and push him away. But if you do have him on, like I said, a, a pretty good daylight pattern as far as when he's coming to feed, or if you get that hot dough in there, 
that can be a time to go in after them. A really good time to kill a buck this time of year. Um, and again, not to say you won't see any cruising activity because sometimes you do. Jeff talks a lot about uh, a buck he killed on, on Thanksgiving at 1.30, and that's exactly what he was doing. He was cruising looking for a doe, looking for some of those last does. So it's not that the rut's completely over and your chances are, are gone. The best days are definitely behind us, and, and it's winding down. There is still some hope, though, and especially, again, in that late season. This is going to be a period where it's going to be tough to stay off of them, I think, because we did just see all the rutting activity you saw everything that was going on, so when you stop seeing it, it's hard to kind of cope with that, I guess, and you want to do too much, but don't do that. You can also use this time to kind of recharge your batteries as well, and again, focus on those the early hours and late hours, and don't worry about sitting all day or in the middle of the day necessarily, unless something's telling you otherwise, a camera, or you've actually seen a deer moving during the midday from stand or something. Um take a little rest hunt the the evenings are going to start to be increasingly better and better again as the season goes on so you know you know the mornings are going to become less important again as the rut fades even farther so be a good time to recharge your batteries too and while there's still a good potential for killing a mature buck all the way up into you know the end of this month and the, the first couple weeks of next month without having to do it in the bitter cold over a a bean field or a brassica plot or a cornfield, you know, it, there's still going to be that opportunity too. So you don't want to mess that up or wear yourself out now before you get to that point. So keep all that in mind. Hopefully some of that will help you guys during this last phase of the rut. It can be a tough one. It's not as tough in my opinion as the lockdown. I think that's the hardest because you just come off of seeing so many deer moving and bucks on their feet. And then it's just like a light switch flips and there's nothing. And then kind of like that switch flips back the other way and you start seeing them again. And now it's going to be doing a little more. You're still going to be seeing more than you would during the lockdown. And you might get lucky and have one come cruising by you just got to be in the right place at the right time and still playing everything uh, smart and, and being a smart deer hunter, entry and exit strategies, playing your wind, everything like that still goes into it all year long, especially this time of year. Don't mess anything up for the late season, which can be really, in my opinion, it's an underrated time of year. So, But we'll talk more about that as we get closer to it and as we get into December. So that's really all I'm going to hit on this week. Like I said, it's going to be a little bit of a shorter episode. If you guys are enjoying these, if you enjoy the regular podcast, we sure appreciate your guys' support and a couple ways you can do that. And one way you can help yourself out even, um, and it doesn't cost a dime, just go to Apple Podcasts and search the Ridge Hunter Outdoors Podcast. Leave us a review on a review on there. And when we hit 25 reviews, we're going to give away a Wild Game Innovations Spark 2.0 trail camera package. It's got the batteries. It's got the SD card. Just take it out of the package. Put everything in it, and you're ready to go. We're going to give that away to someone who leaves us, leaves us a review. So you don't have to spend anything more than two minutes. And you don't even have to write a review. Just leave us one star, five stars, whatever it is. When we hit 25, we'll draw a name out of there. We'll announce it on here and on our Facebook page, and we'll send you that trail camera. So that's a way you guys can help support. I know it doesn't seem like much, but that does a lot for uh, helping us get more listeners just by going in there and doing the reviews. Same way with the YouTube. 
Um, the algorithm works similarly there. So if you do watch this on YouTube, and again, I apologize, this isn't on video tonight because I'm kind of running on short time. It's already late. So I will post it on YouTube. It just won't be the video like uh, the other Full Drop Fridays have been. I'll get back to that next week. But back to the support part of it. If you guys subscribe to the channel, obviously that helps. If you like and comment on our videos, that helps put them through, uh, put them up higher in the algorithm too. So more people are going to see them. So that helps us out a bunch as well and doesn't cost you anything. And then follow us on Spotify as well. That way you can keep up and know when everything's coming out if you're listening on Spotify. Another way you guys can support is to go to ridgehunteroutdoors.com and anything we've got on the website, if you purchase that and use discount code FULLDRAW, that's all capitals, no space, you'll get 10% off everything in your order. So you can get yourself some good scents that are going to work uh, the rest of the season. They were all season long, 100% natural. No preservatives, no additives, whitetail deer scents that we make ourselves. And you can get those for 10% off and support the podcast at the same time. You can get you some food plot seed to get ready for next spring. You can get some pretty sweet hats or shirts, hoodies, um, accessories, stuff like that. we got some koozies on there. So any of that stuff, you can use that discount code FULLDRAW, all caps, no spaces, and you'll get 10% off any of that stuff. So those are always you guys can support this podcast. Obviously, we have partners on the regular podcast, too, that you can go check out. Listen to that for more information on it. But really looking forward to giving that trail camera package away. So make sure if you have an Apple account, even if you don't listen to this regularly on Apple, just go over there and, and click a star. It doesn't I don't, It doesn't matter if it's one or five where you're still going to be entered. So that will really help us out. And it will give yourself a pretty good chance of winning. It will be a 1 in 25 chance of winning that trail camera. Uh, I think it's valued at right around 80, 90, 100 bucks, somewhere in there. I'd have to look it up exactly, but pretty sweet deal. So go do that. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll get another one out next Friday. Like I said, it'll be video, and we'll catch you then.